Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets. And there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year. And you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to BolinBranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today. See site for details. Hey everyone, this is John Roker, the producer of Collider Heroes. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months. It's a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from July 1st, 2019 through July 31st, 2019. Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in our store, regardless of price and to Audible Originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audiobooks are yours to keep forever, even if you cancel. There are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like Dr. Sleep. I just listened to that. Thanks to Perry and Riley. Things scared the hell out of me. On top of audiobooks and Audible Originals, members get access to audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. I certainly need that. Audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach, or poolside, running, road tripping, enjoying downtime outdoors, and more. Listen anytime, anywhere, and never lose your spot when you switch devices. Visit audible.com slash heroes or text heroes to 500-500 to get started today. Visit audible.com slash heroes or text heroes to 500-500 to get started today. Let's take a quick break. You know it's one of my favorite things to do, post-dancing rehearsal. Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy. The best cookware by far. 
and three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. Home sense, cheer is here. Spider-Man Far From Home is making all of the money. Yes, all of it. We're going to talk in the box office and some crazy origins of that movie. And The King's Man, speaking of crazy origins, The King's Man trailer is not what any of us expected. I am so excited about the world of comics because we're getting stuff like The King's Man and a near-billion-dollar Spider-Man. And it is almost Comic-Con, so news is breaking as we speak. By the end of this, who knows what's going to happen. Welcome to the show for the first time, Mark Bernard. How you doing, man? Hi, Pleasure to have you here. <laughs> How are you? Dude, so excited. Yes. And Roxy Stryer's with us. Roxy. Second time ever on Heroes. He is excited. I'm excited Roxy's here. Uh, you were more it's excited the for debut Mark. of Mark and well, the second, the second I get time. It. I just, I mean, I'm so, the sequel. I, um, the, I understand. But Dark the Knight, sequel can be as good. The Dark Knight arguably better, better than Begins. Thank arguably. You. The Empire Strikes Back today. Very important. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really, really nice just, thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back today. Experience yes. it, feel it, and there's a dark ending. Right. Also tragedy. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You are the father. Oh. <laughs> now, this is episode 314, and it is the last episode before Comic-Con, which means it's the last episode where we probably don't know what Marvel's Phase 4 is, <laughs> because a week from now, our lives will be very different. Yeah. But right before the show, we found out that Thor 4 is in fact a thing with Taika Waititi. What do you guys think about that announcement? Uh, I could not be happier that Taika's coming back. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is maybe my like third favorite superhero movie of yeah. the last five, six years. And for him to just juice it up again with that crazy Kiwi wit, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. And I just, I want to know what they're calling it. It's, I'm just twitchy. You know, to just find twitchy. out what that is. Yeah, Thor on the floor, Thor, Thor, the floor, the floor <laughs> and justice for Thor. Maybe that's the Guardians of the Galaxy because Thor. James Gunn isn't using it. Right. So then we go Guardians 3 into As Guardians of the Galaxy. That'd be amazing. Uh, no matter what, it's a good sign. And what do you think about them announcing it maybe accidentally right before Comic-Con? <laughs> yeah, it definitely got leaked. It definitely, they did not mean yeah. to push this out the way that they did and they were trying to get ahead of it after they already realized they were behind it. I have a very unpopular opinion oh. there. Do tell Hante, Roxy Stryer. opinion. She strikes back. I love him. I I think that he's very, very talented, and I would love to see what he did elsewhere. I know that we are going to uh, with Jojo Rabbit and that we have other projects, but I think Thor Ragnarok is amazing. I think that I would rather see, and we're not getting it, but Thor go into the Guardians and have that be the next movie that we focus on. Is this going to be great? Probably. Am I going to love it? I'm sure I will, but if I had to, if I was able to pick, I think that I would put his efforts elsewhere right now. Right. Like the Akira movie that we had rumblings about, and right. I was like, but I'm worried about another issues. translation. Mm. Yeah, I also could never see an Akira movie and be kind of happy. It's like Saga. <laughs> we were talking about Saga before we went on. Like, some things belong in the medium they do so well in. I, I, I saw clips from Akira the other day just, like, hoving across my Twitter feed. <laughs> And it's a 30-year-old movie, and it still looks state-of-the-art. Yeah. It's like, just re-release it, guys. Just uh, redub it if you have to. Clean yeah. it up, Blu-ray it, whatever you need to do. Yeah, Throw yeah, it in yeah. theaters. Akira's done. <laughs> Akira's done, you guys. Yeah, we win. I'm of the opinion Jurassic Park should have stayed in a park and not in the world. But that's a controversial opinion after a billion-dollar <laughs> box office. So who knows? And it's the first four of the Marvel Universe. So we're out of that trilogy concept. So that's, that's, that's exciting. Maybe that will be the title. Beat you all. <laughs> Not a trilogy. <laughs> Thor 4? Thor, one up to you. So we'll see at Comic-Con if they uh, lean into that, and what they're going to announce more thoroughly. And I'm excited for that 90-minute panel. But we did close out Phase 3 with a movie that is making so much money. I haven't talked to either one of you about Spider-Man. How'd you guys enjoy Far From Home? 
Roxy? Oh, my God. I thought it was great. I think that I'm a bigger fan of Homecoming, but I still thought this was excellent. Another very uh, controversial opinion of mine. I've <laughs> never seen a Spider-Man movie I didn't love. So that's... Uh, controversial. Yeah. She's yeah. coming. She's yeah, I'm back coming in for hot. <laughs> I love all Spider-Man movies, straight up. I, right. I've literally never seen one I didn't like. So I, I don't know whether it... Ha- it must be Spider-Man has a place in my heart, and you can't really mess him up for me. But this was another one in the list of Spider-Man movies that I love. Amazing, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2. I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Just know that you are seen when everybody else uh, doesn't appreciate you. I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is one of the best... Uses of the Z-axis in any 3D film. Mm. I think that Mark Webb shot one of the better 3D films ever, and it's a really hard thing to say, like, go watch that for its 3D and ignore a lot of the rest. Right. It's not good, but more expensive. <laughs> Look at it coming at you with bad dialogue at times. What are you guys doing to me? <laughs> uh, less hot take. Far from home. <laughs> uh, uh, I liked it. Like, like Roxy, I didn't like it quite as much as Homecoming. Same. I didn't like it nearly as much as Into the Spider-Verse. Um, but it's super light on its feet. Like, it's just super fun. And it's a different movie than Homecoming. Homecoming is a high school comedy, and this is a high school romance. Mm-hmm. And so it's not aiming, I don't think, for that level of kind of rat-a-tat-tat jokiness. I wanted more quips from Peter Parker and didn't yeah. get them, but still, I'm, I'm here for Mysterio. I'm here for MJ and Peter Parker, like, and I welled up a couple of times. Like, yeah. You know, you put, you put uh, Happy Hogan on a, on a plane, and, uh, and, and he's, like, back in black comes on, and he's doing, the, like, the Tony Stark thing, and I'm yeah. like, yes, he's getting everything. Oh. It's the first one that I had to separate my comic Spidey from my MCU Spidey very mm, consciously. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot in that movie that can't exist in the comics and that has to exist in the MCU, especially the post credit scenes. There are things that can't happen now yeah. that are very important to me. There's a certain <laughs> place of work that he can't necessarily work in. True. And, and the Iron Man thing, I've always felt that overshadowing was hard, but now that I've accepted the fact that that's the way they're ma- – Uncle Ben being Tony Stark something I have to accept. Totally. So totally. I, I, it's my fourth favorite. I think uh, Into the Spider-Verse is, is you know, that leap – Mm-hmm. And then Homecoming, Spider-Man 2, and then Far From Home for me is where it, where it lands. Uh, and I definitely defend Amazing Spider-Man more than most. But what I think this was able to do is give us a prophetic villain. Mm-hmm. I think Mysterio is the first villain that takes place in a world that we're going to encounter. Uh, I think in five years, the, the deep fakes technology of the world is going to be a problem. And one of the things I liked about this movie on its second viewing is that there's scenes where like there's a fire effect and then you look at the car and there's bullet holes in the windshield mm-hmm. and it was them planting those seeds for the second viewing that it, that's why it's making all this money because you want to go back and see the the illusions in their own way right. did you guys expect it to make uh i mean it's at 857 million already well i think it, it's it's occupying the iron man 3 slot which iron man 3 was fundamentally avengers 1.5 mm-hmm. and so i think this is end game 1.5 this is the oh we all went to go see that remember it made 2.6 Seven billion dollars or whatever the <laughs> hell it was, half of those people are going to show up just to see how the fallout goes. Yeah, and I think that it's it's surprising and yet not at the same time. I think that anybody who's shocked by this has not been paying attention because what about this? I guess surprise, slightly surprising. Like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. Not like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know? The movie's going to do well. Right, Spider Man's popular because <laughs> I've been seeing that on the internet. No way, this is insane. Really? Yeah. Is it insane? I think the amount, the speed is is very impressive. I knew it was going to make a lot of money, yes. but not unheard of. In three weeks, it's past Deadpool 2, 22-week run. It's past Wonder Woman's 23-week run, and it's past Spider-Man's 15-week run in three, which is impressive. Like, four months of Wonder Woman, three weeks of Spider-Man is a testament. Deadpool 2, everyone was shocked at how much money it made, and it's already trounced that in a fifth of the time. 
But it is, at the end of the day, a follow-up to the biggest movie of all time within $7 million. <laughs> yeah. And the movie that closes out, what, 11 years of her life? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm impressed with the film. I definitely think it's worth seeing again, and I think that's part of its strength. And it also came out at a really good time uh, yeah, in the summer. There's not a ton of competition for that out there. I mean, I think they expected Men in Black International to be a bit of a bigger deal, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And so there was kind of a just an empty path for them yeah. until, until Lion King opens. They had some time to breathe, and then it came out. And it's like, well, here. And Disney's like, oh, we got to compete with ourselves. Let's just cash those yeah, checks. That's fine. Let's do this. <laughs> now, before we get to Comic Con stuff, is there anything you guys think about that uh, phase four announcement we assume is coming? Is there anything that you want to see? Now that we're on the, the Thor knowledge, is there anything that you, you hope happens? Uh, I'm wondering who's going to come out on stage. That's Those are the big questions for me. Uh, are we going to get a lot of anybody from previous phases uh are we going to see mostly new people angelina jolie etc who who is it going to be uh and honestly i don't really think that they can do much wrong here because no matter who they send out no matter what they announce they've built so much trust that people are going to be so excited even if they hear a title that they've never heard of or it's a star that they don't know very well there's really nothing they can do at this point that people are going to question. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we, we might get the official Black Panther 2 mm-hmm. announcement. Like, that's for real. And I think that I know that Ta-Nehisi Coates had, uh, had sort of overseen a story that takes Black Panther to space. Yeah. And I think that if there's if we're going cosmic, if we're going Eternals, you're going, you know, Thor 4, you know, Electric Boogaloo, and you're going <laughs> as Guardians of the Galaxy, it feels like we're going... We're going there. Yeah. In, in a world in which, you know, you get Shang-Chi and you have the Black Widow movie feels like we're staying close. Like, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man kind of feels friendly neighborhood again. Not uh, far from home. Not that far from home. Close to home. <laughs> He's done as you've been to mm-hmm. Space Bitch. He's done that. He's back. He'll totally. have an experience. And it would be nice to see a Spider-Man movie that actually set in New York. I think the last few minutes of the New York Spider-Man is what we're going to get with Spider-Man 3. I think we've done the origin in the MCU manner, and now we get Spider-Man for the first time yeah. on his own New York flavor. And I think friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is what... Spider-Man 3 is going to be and I think that dichotomy is what phase 4 is going to represent like the cosmic and then the grounded because these types of movies they're shaping are those two extremes and I love the Wakanda in space arc and I think it's a great move so much fun yeah I love that too the one thing that I'm nervous about and I haven't been quiet about it is I'm not a big Doctor Strange fan and so I am nervous to see where what kind of direction we go in there did you like Doctor Strange as part of the team more than a solo no okay (laughs) Okay. I don't like the character. It is hot takes Roxy Bay. Yeah. She's just coming in swinging. Uh, but I guess actually the answer to your question is yes. Okay. I liked him more. Just not liked him. Well, his is tricky because he's neither cosmic nor grounded because he's Doctor Strange. Exactly. Like it's Doctor Strange. That's its own animal at all times. He's just mm-hmm. strange. He's just strange. Very uh, pompous. Now, the Collider is doing a panel on Sunday at 1230. So all of the news of Comic-Con <laughs> we will try to summate and also talk about. So if you guys want to do a Q&A with us, it is 1230 in room 6DE on Sunday where I'll be overwhelmed with all of the things that got announced because I already just want to talk about Thor 4 for an hour. So who knows after 90 minutes of Kevin Feige blowing my mind where I'll be. But... In the world of comics themselves, we have a crazy pull list this week. 
first up in the world of comics, dropping this Wednesday, we've got Batman number 75, Tom King in his final arc. We're going to talk about this a lot on Giant Size Heroes because I love Tom King's Batman. Then we've got Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, a book I've been waiting for for damn near a year. I cannot wait for it. Silver Surfer Black number two is Donny Cates rocking out on Silver Surfer, making him very approachable, but still very Donny Cates. I am digging this book. Daredevil number eight is Chip Zdarsky writing the hell out of the Man Without Fear. It is a very cliffhangery book that I have been loving. And finally, Loki number one kicks off Loki with Kibble Smith, who is an incredible comedy writer. So I'm excited to see how he handles Loki and his mischievous ways out of those books. Any of those called you or anything you guys are looking forward to reading? Uh, I will follow Matt Fraction to the end of the world. So, uh, so Jimmy Olsen is uh, is tickling my fancy. Yeah, I feel sure. like I'm on a very similar page too. We're, we're seeing. I, I yeah, am yeah. excited for Jimmy Olsen. Bendis said he liked it better than Hawkeye Run. Wow. He said he liked it better than Fraction's Hawkeye, which is like the gold Dang. standard. Of, yeah, Dang. yeah. He, he literally was like, "Is it better than this?" And then Fraction said it was, and he got the first two issues. And Bendis is like, "Yep." You can't so, say no when you haven't seen I, it yet. But it's Hawkeye, like Fraction's Hawkeye. I know. Even, I know. How do you even? How do you even? That's like saying, you know, we made better Indiana Jones. Like, what? What? Like, what are you talking about? These are lies. So uh, it's a great time to be a comic fan because it's just, it's true, you guys. Uh, I mean, I've seen the Door Explorer movie. It's better than Indiana Jones. <laughs> Hot takes. Episode three I, I, I will take back what I said. You can say that if you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm loving about comics right now is that it's kind of like the, the film universe we're getting with. We get the Elseworlds Joker, which mm. is going to be grounded and nuanced. But we also get Wonder Woman, which is set in the 80s, and none of us know how. So I love the dichotomy of what we're getting in comics, where we have these crazy event Leviathan books, but we also get a Jimmy Olsen book. Which is amazing. It's the best. It's (laughs) amongst the best times I can remember in comics for consistency, because Image is up for every Eisner in the game. Marvel and DC are both slaying. Big houses are killing it. Like it's it's been knock great. on wood. I what are you doing to comic us? fans? You're trying to jinx us? Oh, Comic yes. Con fifty comics are canceled. <laughs> Never praise anything. It will turn dark. Speaking of praising things, Ooh, mm-hmm. good transition. The Kingsman. What did you think of the trailer? I praise it. I actually was really into it. I thought that the trailer looked awesome. Uh, I think that they're going with this darker. Uh, I was excited about this movie in general. I'm one of the only people I know who really liked the second Kingsman. I'm I'm curious about it, but I'm into it. I love the fact that I didn't know what the movie was at first. You yeah, know, like it, it just. I, like, is this some period piece? Is it an Oscar movie? It's got Ray Fiennes and like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making us not say Ralph. Um, <laughs> Very true. But like it just it slowly just pulls you in and you're like the kings. Oh, this is the king's man. Yeah, I, yeah I'm all on board. The the I'm reveal of the the shop at the end yeah. is one it's of my great. favorite trailer moments of the year, and I it's didn't expect that from this. Awesome. Because you turn and you're like, that's it, right? That's what we're looking at, right? <laughs> and there's something really beautifully subtle about that am getting capitalized yes. like i was totally a sucker for like <laughs> yeah and for people who love kerning like i do just watching king's men slowly drift apart and then apostrophe <laughs> and the world war one setting I, I think is a really cool take because we've had a lot of world war two movies yes there's something about world war one that i'm like ah a novelty in war i know it's, it's part of what made wonder woman kind of like Oh, here's a new war. It's the old war, but it's the, it's a new new war. <laughs> the first war to end all wars. <laughs> but I think it's a great time to show an origin movie about a, a, a side universe. And I think that the people forget Kingsman's a comic book property. Mm-hmm. And what better way to show that this has been on for a long time than go deeper than World War 
And and I love that Diamond Hansu is in yet another comic book property. He's the guy now. Agreed. There's just so many questions that it can answer, which I'm excited for. There's there's so many things that have left unopened that we can still explore. And Guy Ritchie and Matt Vaughn, I really appreciate their style, and I think that both of them suit comic book sensibilities. They're two of the directors that I always say, whatever comic book property is coming, I'd like to see their take, because I think both of them have this frenetic editing style and crazy energy that reflect in the comic books, and I don't think I've ever read anything Kingsman set in this era. I might have missed something, but I'm excited to see a book that I know set in a new place, and I think this movie's going to give us that with a cast we already love. Totally. And it's also interesting that this is now a franchise you could spin off. Yeah. Like, I would not have thought two movies in, two, like, what are modest successes, but not, like, Marvel successes? Hey, let's make ones without the two people we know, and they'll show up anyway. Right. Like, if we do it well enough, if we just make a good movie, it doesn't matter we don't have Colin Firth and Taron Egerton. I think a shared universe coming from quality is what we should look for. You know? <laughs> I mean... Hot takes. What a concept. But we'll see how that does in the box office, because I agree with you in theory, but if it doesn't perform, then that will put the kibosh on a lot of other things that people are thinking about in their heads right now. Yes, we've seen plenty of good movies that never found traction. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good point. Do you think this is an experiment from a studio standpoint to see if properties that are less known but still tie to a franchise can expand? Or do you think this is just Matt Vaughn being like, I've done really well, let's make another one? Yes, I do. I do think so. I think that in the future, if this does incredibly well, say somehow it passes the first two Kingsman movies and people say, wow, so this is something that we can do. You know, one time when something's a success, everybody's like, let's Kingsman this. Let's Mm. do that. And so it could turn into that or the opposite. If it doesn't do well, people say, oh, you don't want to pull a Kingsman. (laughs) Yeah. It gets verbed no matter what. They all do. (laughs) I mean, I just just hope it's good. Like, if it's good, then all things are on the table. And if it's bad, then it's, we're never going to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the Hollywood golden rule. It's Tom Cruise's The Mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember that Dark Universe, guys? Yeah, let's turn off the lights on the Dark Universe. (laughs) Too soon? I I hope it's good. Kind of. Kind of. It's always going to be too soon because that cast was beautiful. I love the cast. I don't even know how you explain that to somebody who doesn't, if like you're talking to your kids and down the line, what happened with that? I don't even know. <laughs> it just didn't work. So Russell Crowe was going to assemble all of these A-list actors. Yeah. They were going to do this shared universe. Like even saying it and thinking it when it was three years ago is hard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Now shared universes, I consider all Brian K. Vaughn work a shared universe. I love the man's entire bibliography. For me, he has done no wrong. And we also found out this week, we are getting an Amazon straight-to-series Paper Girls. What do you guys think about Paper Girls getting an Amazon run and having it be straight-to-series? Are we excited to see this? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm as excited as you are, but uh, I'll, I'll have to see. I just uh, – I, I can't talk about it, but I just started uh, watching The Boys, mm. and that makes me very excited for where Amazon is going with some of their projects. So. Uh. Uh, I will say, as an Amazon employee, I'm incredibly excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> but also as a comic fan. Also as a nerd, I'm incredibly excited about it as well. I mean, I, Brian K. Vaughn, he, he writes so propulsively. He writes, he writes like TV writers write. Yeah. Where it's all about pulp. It's all about like ter- page turns. It's all about cliffhangers. It's all about it's the reason why, like Damon Lindelof was like, hey, you should be writing TV. Guy, come and do Lost with me. You know, because he writes that way. Yeah, Lost. 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 Lost.
314 is an episode that will go down in history in one way or the other. It's the hottest of hot takes. Um, but no, I'm here for Paper Girls. I'm here for it as a series because I think you want to be able to live in that world and mm-hmm. live with those characters and let it sort of evolve organically and not be forced into, we got to make the pilot great. We got to make the, the sweep sweep great. It's like, no, we're just going to make a show and we're going to make the best show we can make. Do you yeah. think we'll see this before Why the Last Man? Um, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, like, these things always take forever. Um, but I think forever could be a little bit shorter mm-hmm. with this one, especially if the team coming in and the studio and the network agree all on the same page. I think that was a problem with why was that like the FX had one idea in their head and the showrunners had another idea in their head and Brian had a third idea in his head. Yeah. And, and those things without being on the same page means you never get off that stage. And I think Hulu with Runaways, they all had the same idea. And I think with Runaways, Brian K. Vaughn was able to do things he didn't have time for in the comics because that comic was always getting canceled. Like he was, he was always like, this is the end. And now they yeah. get to flesh it out. And I think that's the strength of Runaways is it, it builds on the comic instead of being married to it. Yeah. So I'm really curious if Paper Girls can do the same because Paper Girls is so dense already. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of Amazon's answer to Stranger Things. There's yeah. definitely a, a lot little of... Bit. Yeah. It's 1988. It's mm-hmm. playing with time and sci-fi elements. It's definitely Amazon, I think, leveling up. They're playing field and Brian K. Vaughn's source material is a great move. Do you think Amazon without talking about the boys is trying to do what Netflix is doing by building out their own comic universe? Because yeah. Netflix is a lot of stuff. I think it'd be smart if they are and uh, I think that this is a great way to to be working on that. I would be really interested to hear more announcements about this. I would love to see a trailer. Obviously, I want to know casting. Like, If they want to start getting people excited, there needs to be uh, some, some names attached, some buzz. I mean, Stranger Things... Don't forget, we put Winona in there. Now it doesn't mm. matter in this season, but that's a huge difference. You yeah. know, we've got a Winona Ryder show, that, and that's how Funny, a lot of people sold it. It was Newsroom's David Harbour for me, which was really <laughs> funny. Well, sure, that, that wow. too, but I'm just saying. Wow. It do, you do you, but Koi, uh, you're a little bit of an anomaly. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. He, he also disagreed with me. We did a Hellboy comic book shopping. He's like, Newsroom, really? And I was like, no, no trust me. It's, I need this. Love it. Love okay, it. okay. So I think that they would need uh, a catch. I got you. Like, a cast member that really, like, Yeah, not all of them, but a catch. Yeah. Do you want unknowns as the paper girls, or do you want maybe some, uh, an identifiable youngin or two? Uh, I I feel like the the joy of Stranger Things was discovering people, and we don't get to do that that much anymore. Like, it's, especially it had been, like, here are the movie stars that sell, and here are the movie stars that are going to be in your movies, and, and, but to find new faces who are amazing and talented, and you can break ground and introduce somebody to the world. Like, introduce me to new paper girls. And yeah, absolutely, like, build out the rest of the world with faces I recognize, and you can get me that way. But yeah. I love that act of discovery. I love that act of, I've never seen that person before, and oh my god, they're amazing. I love how many properties we're getting from Image Translated because Image Comics has been killing it. I hope we'd never get Saga because it's precious. <laughs> but every other Brian K. Vaughn joint, I love seeing all these translated, and I think it's a really beautiful world of Paper Girls, and I think it's going to translate really well. Uh, now, this is the last show before Comic-Con. Where can they find you guys down there if they're there? Oh, geez. I, uh, let's see. I have panels that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> so find them there. Find me find there, them. yes. In the book. In the book. Uh, no, I'm, I'm moderating a panel on Friday on, in room 28. 
CDE, I think, about uh, bringing Hollywood to Comic-Con. It's like one of the Comic-Con 50 panels and talking to the publicists and executives who were like, we brought Alien to Comic-Con. We brought Star Wars to Comic-Con. We were here when Legend first came wow, to Comic-Con. Wow, that's great. And like, let's talk about the, the push and the pull and the battles and, and negotiations to actually get you know, movie stars to show up there because there was a once about a time they didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and getting them there was a, was a huge effort. And so talking to the guys who were kind of instrumental behind the scenes of doing that. That sounds oh, amazing. That's wild. It'll be yeah. fun. It'll be fun. Cool. The now EW party. Like, it's the opposite of, like, <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter's on the scene on Tuesday. And it's like, well, there was a time. There was a time. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Where, what about you, Roxy? Okay. Uh, you guys can find me on <laughs> Thursday. We're doing a, a fan screening of Madness and the Method, which is the Jay Muse directorial debut that I'm in. So I'm really excited about that. On Friday, I'm uh, hosting with Hal Rudnick, the Screen Junkies panel. I'd give you the room number, but obviously I don't know it. And then I will be doing coverage for uh, Skybound's Gamma Ray, and we'll be doing some vlog stuff. So you can check that out as well. You can find me on Sunday on 60E for the Collider panel, talking about all of the stuff that has rotted my brain between now and then. Uh, on Friday, the Screen Junkies panel. Uh, on Friday, in the Russo Hall H panel, which I'm not doing anything for professionally. You'll just see me you'll just be in there. the front row getting really <laughs> excited. And you'll find me in line for the Marvel panel starting right after I finish this show, because I'm going to get in line now, because that's the way I'm getting in. Uh, until next week, all, and after we find out what Phase 4 is, I'm so excited, but we'll see you after, and stay sweaty. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.